Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Peg Warmers. I'm Kevin. I'm Jordan. And we're here to talk about toys. Welcome back again, Jordan. Thank you. It's great to be back. Today's episode is based on Jordan's suggestion, and we're going to be talking about the actor likeness. Yes, uh, which is one of my favorite things with toys because it's always really, really, really hit or miss. Yes. So either a toy looks a lot like the actor or character, at least, that they're supposed to be, or they look absolutely nothing like them. And there's like very few... Uh, very small amount of nuance in between is probably the way to put it. I'm sure that sculpting a face of an actor is definitely a hard thing. Yeah. And that was definitely more of an issue years ago. I mean, now it's all 3D scan, basically. Everything's 3D scan now. So it's very uh, different. Yeah. Unless you're stylizing something, it's like really hard yeah. to, to mess up these days. But you'd be shocked how often it still happens. And there's a lot of times where they're trying to make a character that they can't scan anymore. It's from a movie that's 40 years old, so you yeah. can't just scan the person's face anymore. You, yeah. You're looking at pictures from a movie. But before we get too far into that topic, let's start with our first segment, which is news. News, yes. And this is actually kind of fitting. So Lego's being sued over a tiny plastic jacket in their Queer Eye set. Which, the fact that they're making a Queer Eye set is just baffling to me because it's, it's reality TV. It's reality TV. So after years and years of Lego making pretty much generic building sets, they got into licensed properties, I think starting with Star Wars, mm -hmm. and that's just sort of spiraled into Marvel and all these other kid brands, and yeah. then it got into like adult movies. Yeah. So we got Indiana Jones and things like that, and now they're doing these real collector-heavy things like the Seinfeld set and the Friends set and Big Bang Theory and all that other stuff. Yep. So that has led to this Queer Eye set. And in the set, there's an artist named James Kakanen. I hope I'm saying that right. And he's filed a lawsuit against Lego over a plastic recreation of a custom leather jacket he made for Antony, or Antony, that's on Queer Eye. And he's accusing the company of ripping off his design without permission. The Lego jacket, according to the article, is not exactly his. It has different words on the back. It has a Lego-style skull instead of a human-style skull in the artwork, but it's clearly inspired by his design. See, it's inspired by, or it sounds like it's more of an homage than yes. it is an actual... Like, I feel like that would fall under almost parody law, because <laughs> uh, it's not really it's kind meant of to be... It's not like they're profiting off his exact design. Yeah. Um, and it's, if anything, they're paying homage to it, um, in a sense. But at, at this point, it just sounds like he's trying to cash in on the one chance he sees to do so. Yeah, so he says that Netflix made a point of getting his permission to use some of his custom clothes on the show. 
And so I think that's where his kind of issue is. Uh, for whatever reason, they didn't ask any permission for that jacket. Gotcha. And uh, he didn't really mind. Um, but now that it's in the Lego thing, he does kind of mind. So yeah. they asked for permission for some of his custom stuff, but not that jacket. And then that jacket is what they chose to reproduce in this set. And at that point, just is the set actually produced in like in stores? I, I assume so. I, I didn't. Look it, it up. If it wasn't actually all the way to market at this point, just like pull swap the jackets, it. pull the yeah, jacket, just put it blank, put it, black, yeah. put in something paint, put, else, put an unpainted piece in, even yeah, um, a black jacket. That that becomes a really interesting thing because they make like historical action figures like yeah. a Freddie Mercury figure or or whoever like a celebrity and somebody designed that outfit they're wearing Absolutely. in that photo they're doing it from or the you know of appearance yeah and did people get permission to like yeah use that outfit I it's like really weird it's a it's an odd line to draw on the sand yes it sort of seems and I me. understand trying to pr- protect artists rights absolutely but they're not reproducing the jacket. Yeah, it's not like they're saying, like, we're going to make this jacket and sell it like, right. with the Lego skull on the back. Right. And people can wear it. It's, it's not like it's they're making... for a minifigure. Yeah, it's not like they're making his exact item to sell or making a, a knockoff version of his right. exact item to sell. It's that they're selling a set that happens to include a piece that's similar, I guess, yeah. to his item. But, like, it, it's really, like, a, a weird... It. I mean, it... it it's sort of a weird reality we live in, though. We all wear shirts with branded content on it. Yeah. And at some point, can someone say, hey, don't wear that on your show anymore? Yeah. You know, or or like I said, with merchandising, if you, if you become an iconic historical figure, yeah. you know, and, and they make an action figure of you and you wore branded clothes. I mean, I have seen where they, they will leave graphics out. off a shirt yeah. or, or whatever, but it's really kind of interesting. It actually, uh, still breaks. That's like one of my, my favorite toy heartbreak moments is that, uh, diamond select made Brody from mall rats. Mm. And he has such a very distinct shirt yeah. in the movie because the shirt is actually, uh, a, composition image of the other three actors who didn't get selected for the role of Brody Hmm. and they composited them into one face and that's what that weird blurry face on his shirt is and it's such a very distinct thing but they said they couldn't work out the rights for the shirt design for the toy so the toy is just wearing a generic white t-shirt yeah and that's just like to me just broke my heart because it's one of my favorite characters it's my favorite film of all time Um, uh, and it's just like one of those things where I just really badly wanted it to be spot on so it makes me wonder, every time they make, like, a Big Bang Theory toy, do mm-hmm. they have to check with DC for that Flash logo? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so that it makes merchandising characters like that mm-hmm. kind of an extra pain? Yeah, I mean, it depends on a lot of it, though, because I feel like... Um I feel like they have their hand in that pot somewhere for Big probably. Bang. I mean, they probably have a good working relationship with Warner Brothers. Yeah, um, but it, it's it it does be create this whole issue of like, so we have the rights to use this character, and then we need the rights to use this logo on that character from yeah. some other property. Like it yeah. spirals into this crazy kind of a mess, and then you get versions of action figures that have like these inaccurate outfits for whatever yeah, reason because somebody decided they wanted the. You know, say that that's my jacket. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's the news. I, I don't know what to make of it, but uh, I, I guess Lego will be looking more carefully at what they're dressing sure their minifigures in the future. They're going to be keeping a queer eye on the the movement of their next couple sets and mm. the designs they choose. Uh, it just it feels like such a weird, again, just a weird line to draw to say like you can't make a Lego that looks kind of like the jacket that I designed. Yeah. Because I'm going to sue you, and it's just like. 
you're going to sue them at that? Like, why would you even do that? Like, maybe just reach out and be like, hey, you guys are doing my jacket. Can I get, like, something? Like, if you want some sort of compensation, sure, I get that. Um, they're going to make plenty of money on that Queer Eye set from right. the people who really like Queer Eye. Um, but it's... I, I can't imagine. I feel like the Queer Eye set's probably one of the specialty ones that they've it's done. It's got to be, yeah. Because like the, they've done the Lego Ideas thing where people submit mm-hmm. ideas for a set and then people vote, fan vote them right. to get them pushed through almost like a Kickstarter but without paying for it. Um, and then the Lego decides if they're going to make it once it hits, I think, 10,000 votes. I think so, yeah. Um, and there's some that they've just been like, no, we're not making that. Like, I know... Um, Again, it's another one that toy heartbreak story. Uh, Lego's already shot down the the study room from Community multiple times. Mm. Um, they won't do it um, for whatever reason. They did Friends. They did like, yeah. all these other shows, but they won't do Community. Um, which and, sucks. And maybe there's some relationship that we don't know. Don't yeah. know about that's that's blocking that or maybe. whatever they've asked or because they work with a company X. They don't really want them working with company Y. Like it may I mean, be it something be any like that. Yeah, of things. Who knows? like honestly, if I had to guess, it's probably just the subject matter of that show. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> but, it could be. Uh, it's just it doesn't work. Um, and it's it's one of the things where they're they're doing Queer Eye, which is great. Uh, but like it just seems like such a niche product mm-hmm. that like I can't imagine there's a lot of uh, specifically toy collectors for Queer Eye. Yeah, it like seems I'm like sure there's there's lots of people who love Queer Eye, and there's lots of people who are toy collectors who might love Queer Eye. But the crossover between people who love Queer Eye and the people who are going to say I'm going to spend like a hundred dollars on, on a Queer Eye Lego, Lego set, set specifically, it's, it's like such a small. It's an interesting Venn diagram. Yeah, it's just it's a very niche corner of the market. I if I had to guess, yeah, because it's reality TV and toys don't mix often. I, yeah, that's yeah. true. And fashion and toys, it's just not really. Yeah. Which is uh that's a whole episode unto itself. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie Barbie and fashion toys. Yep. All right, so our next segment is new to the collection. Yes. I brought with me the Power Rangers Lightning Collection Pudgy Pig. Yes. And I ordered the Comic-Con exclusive one. <laughs> yeah. I wish I didn't, but I didn't know that it was going to be so easy to like that they were going to put out a regular one right away. Yeah. Cuz I don't collect this line to keep it packaged there's certain things that i do keep in the package but for the most part i collect loose toys yeah and power rangers for sure i want loose absolutely so i have the i I actually bought this one and then like the next day got my notice from pulse that it's shipping the the comic-con lunchbox version so we'll see i might try and flip that one uh i remember the day that they announced like the regular version was dropping and everyone saw that it came with almost all the same accessories too. And like the only difference is you don't get, see what, this is what really pissed people off uh, was that the lunchbox is a cardboard lunchbox. It's not a real lunchbox. If it was a real lunchbox, $70 price point makes sense. Right. But they released the real, right, what was this one, like 35 Yeah, something like that. bucks for the regular one and 70 for the exclusive lunchbox version where the packaging is made to look like an old lunchbox but is actually cardboard. Uh, and the only accessories you do not get with the non-deluxe version are some plastic pieces of food. Yes. And that's it. That is the only difference. Um, and thank God many brands exist because now I don't need the deluxe version and I can save half the money. There you go. Um, and honestly, that figure in particular is one of the best figures of the last year for me. I have you love, opened him to get him in no, hand? No, I didn't. Get, I didn't take him out yet. I, he just arrived, and I literally, 
or I mean, he didn't arrive. I found him at Target, and, mm-hmm. but I immediately just put him in a pile because we had the the shoot schedule, and I was like, I'll everyone just, has one. Of I'll those just piles. hang on to him. Yeah. Uh, but I love Power Ranger monsters. Yeah. Like even over, I would I would sell all of my Ranger figures just before I parted with any of the monsters. Absolutely. The I monsters. Love, I love the eight inch final ones. I mm-hmm. love the ones with the action features from the nineties. Mm-hmm. The monsters are fantastic. Yeah. So the the Lightning Collection monsters in particular have been just stellar. Mm-hmm. Knocked them out of the park. Um, other than some paint app issues in the first yeah. wave, which I'm not getting into now. But uh, Pudgy Pig is probably one of my favorite figures of the last year because he doesn't look it from just looking at him. He looks very, like, staunch. He's a big guy. But he is so articulated for such a big figure. And he's got... This is going to sound horrible and uh, weird, but he's got, like, such a weird depth to him. So, like, if you open that mouth, you can get a lot in there. Okay. Uh, so, like, I've had a figure in there where you, I got, like two-thirds of a six-inch figure in that thing. Uh, so, like, he can really have him. He's right for photo shoots and stuff yeah. where you can really get figures in there. Or if you have figures that, like, pop in half, you can very easily have someone like, oh, God, I'm stuck. Oh, no. It's like the pigs yeah. eating them. Uh, and it's just, like, really fun. He's just very articulated. There's just a lot more versatile than I'd ever imagined a pudgy pig figure would be. So I am excited for you to experience yes, him because he's one of my favorites of the year. Very excited for the monsters. And uh, I also brought something that's new to my collection. All right. Speaking of things that eat things, I uh, I got recently picked up the Walmart exclusive King Shark variant from the Suicide Squad. Uh, this is by McFarlane. Okay. Um, I know I love the movie. It's probably my favorite mm-hmm. movie of last year. And this figure is massive. It's It towers over everything, as you can see. He's like probably seven or eight inches tall. Um, he's really well articulated. The mouth like actually closes all the way. He's got like really sharp teeth in there. Uh, unfortunately mine wasn't bloody. Like it was supposed to be a bloody, uh, version of him at Walmart. Okay. Cause normally he's a build a figure if you bought all the other characters, but then Walmart had an exclusive supposed to be bloody around the mouth version. Um, that was like sold individually. And he also came with some severed limbs from other people that he like has to hold and chew or whatever. Um, Unfortunately, his his shorts are like a hard plastic, so his leg articulation exists, but is largely useless. Hmm. Um, I know people have gone on e- like this secondary market has already has people that have made cloth shorts for this figure. Okay, so you can pop them apart and put the other shorts on them to get. Yeah, the so leg. he just he totally comes apart because he was a builder. Because he was a builder figure, yeah. so he's really easy to take apart, and um, you can just do like I know his head pops right off. There it goes. Whoops. <laughs> um, his head pops clean off really easily. Um, he's really easy to pop apart, but then you can get these other shorts That's kind of bizarre, though, that you didn't get the paint app. I didn't get that. So it's been... Is that common? It's really common. Okay. It's uh, one of those things where this figure, when it first dropped, it was... It sold out immediately. Yeah. And has been selling for, like... It, I think it dropped... It was 40 bucks when it came out, because it's a bigger figure. Right. Um, and it's been selling for 100 plus for the last six to eight months. Okay. Uh, and then, randomly, two weeks ago, Walmart restocked it. Hmm. Um, for the 40 bucks again. So I snatched him up in a heartbeat because I didn't want to miss him again. And even with the original releases, it was really like 50-50 if you got the blood variant or not. Okay. But like it was supposed to be that's the Walmart exclusive. It's the bloody version. And right. also his shorts have more paint to them okay. than the one that's the Build-A-Figure. The Build-A-Figure one's shorts, I think, are just like a solid blue. Okay. Whereas this one has more That has actual, a very denim kind of look to it. It's got like a denim pattern to it. Yeah. It's, they're more like board shorts, Um, like he's wearing a swimsuit. So it's he's fun. Um, I'm probably at some point going to be finishing up the actual Build-A-Figure, and I'm going to take that one before I click it together, and I'm going to buy the cloth shorts online oh, to nice. give him the articulation. I'll have one that's better articulated and one that's, like, the more standard version. Gotcha. Um, just because he's so huge. He's yeah. 
such a big character, and Sylvester Stallone voiced him for the right. film. So if you if you haven't seen the movie yet, it is really really raunchy and violent and mm-hmm. graphic. Uh, but it's if you're into R rated comedies and superhero stuff, you'll absolutely love it. I know I love James Gunn, so like yep. his sense of humor really fits me. And if you like Guardians of the Galaxy, but you want to see that without the censorship yeah it's, you know what i mean it's, it's essentially the it's the same kind of came same kind of humor yeah but now it's it, the violence is up and the, the yeah. language is up and everything so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of uh jokes that marvel would never allow right um which is why i think he worked so well for that movie though like right. he the first suicide squad movie was awful um so this this sort of soft reboot they did where they brought a few characters from the old one back for with a bunch of new things yeah and changed the whole thing around uh really really worked um, and this figure is just such a testament to what worked about that movie. He's just so big and goofy and terrifying. Yeah, and, I uh, love it. Just the sculpt. Like McFarlane was the perfect choice for this line in particular. Yes. Like I know I'm not. I'm really fifty fifty on his DC output and the, what they've done because I really love some of it and I really hate other parts of it. Okay. Um, but this particular figure is easily again one of my favorites. I keep saying, "Oh, this is one of my favorite things of the last year." Everything can't be my favorite. But I just have a thing for giant monsters that eat people. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's definitely in my, like, one of my favorite things I've picked up in a long while. I'm really enjoying him. Nice. I'm just going to leave him back here. <laughs> All right. So, our namesake of the show is Peg Warmers. So, yes. Jordan was kind enough to bring a Peg Warmer and not a current Peg Warmer. Because no. we, we do, do try and bounce back and forth between things yeah. that are currently on the pegs and Peg Warmers from the past. Yes. So what do you have for us? So this figure is actually, I've had this in my collection for nearly 20 years at this okay. point. Um, I bought him brand new the day, first day I found one because uh, it is my favorite Marvel character. So okay. I, I had to pick it up even though the figure is awful. Um, and everyone hated the movie. And this just not there's not really a lot of redeeming qualities here. Uh, today I have Ben Affleck's Daredevil as mm. a Marvel Legend, which is um, it came out I think in Wave Three of the old Toy Biz Marvel Legends line. Okay, um, so it was really early in the line, and the articulation wasn't quite what it came to be. They were very spindly in the beginning. In the beginning, they were very spindly. This figure in particular is very not. Like, they didn't have. Um, all the articulation figured out yet, so he doesn't have any ball joints. Oh, okay. So his arms only go up and down. Oh, and interesting. his legs only go forward and back, like up and down. And mm. he's got, he does have knee and, I think, shin articulation. And his feet are better articulated than his actual legs. But uh, he's just generally, his articulation is awful. And it's Daredevil, so as a character... Yeah, you want to be You to... need him to be articulated. Um, I will say he does have a really good likeness to Affleck from the chin, you know, the nose down, I guess, right. is all you really see. But, like, he does look spot on like the version from the movie. Uh, but I know a lot of people really didn't like the movie. I'm in the minority when I say I really enjoy it. I- I'm kind of in the middle. I was not a huge Daredevil fan before seeing the movie. So yeah. it was kind of like uh, – uh, it sort of showed me sure. more of the mythos. Like yeah. I was aware of the character, but n- never had read, yeah. you know, a lot of the content. So one of my favorite things about the movie was the way they showed like his ability to yes. fight and be blind. I yeah. liked the visualization of that. Yeah. So that's the radar that's, effect. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of the thing I give that movie credit for. Is I thought that made him seem like a believable character to me. My thing is that I mean everything changed with Iron Man and The Dark yes. Knight in two thousand eight. Yes. Those two movies changed the landscape of what superhero movies could be. Uh, but, like, in 2003, when Daredevil came out, comic book movies were still really, really hit or miss. Yes, for sure. So, like, 
there were really quality ones like Spider-Man mm-hmm. and X-Men. And there were really, really, really bad ones out there also, which I don't want. There's too many to list. I'm not going to get there. Uh, so when Daredevil came out and it wasn't, to me, it was like, it wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't great. Right. But it wasn't bad. It was just sort of like a middling movie. And in my mind, as someone who loves Daredevil, like I'm such a huge Daredevil fan for years, um, to me, it was like, oh, thank God, it's acceptable. Mm. So it was like, I was just so pleased to have a movie that didn't suck. Yeah. Compared to like some of the other ones, like I, Steel had only come out not that long before. Yeah. So like I've seen other really bad comic book movies that have been made around that time. And just to have a movie that was just sort of okay and not completely ruin the character I like was just like great for me. I was so happy to have something middling than have something terrible. <laughs> um, and then, and you know, obviously they've rebooted it since then right. and it's so much better. Um, but like, I like a lot of the aspects of what they did there. I really liked half the cast. Okay. Um, I still think uh, Jennifer Garner was terribly miscast just because she did some action stunts for Alias. They thought she'd be great for Electra, which is awful. Um, I like what Colin Farrell tried to do with Bullseye, but Bullseye was horribly written. Mm. Um, and it's just other than that, though, it was great mm-hmm. um, for me as a Daredevil fan. And this figure, uh, I remember I bought him full price the first time I found him, very excitedly, took him home. He's awful. Um, it's a terrible figure, but I remember I had, because he came with like a piece of a like stained glass window and like a little oh, yeah. thing he could stand on, and it mounted on the wall. And I had him just, like, standing, like, mounted on my wall, just, like, watching over my desk area in my bedroom when I was a teenager. And it was just such a fun thing for me to have. And for the longest time, they sat at KB Toys, uh, specifically KB Toys, um, because I remember they ended up in the 3 for 10 bin. And I ended up owning, like, five of him at some point. I think I still have (laughs) two. Okay. I'm pretty sure I own at least two still. But I had five because I was, like... Oh, they're so cheap. Let me just grab some more. Mostly because I wanted more of those uh, windows that mounted on oh, the wall yeah. for Spider-Man and stuff like yeah, that. that's cool. I was like, three for ten. Let me just grab the window things. And then I just have all these extra Daredevils. <laughs> um, and I really like the – he came with the the Billy Club, and that's fun. It's actually on a chain and actually swings around. Oh, that's around. cool. Um, and it's like really spot on to the movie. Like the co- the figure itself is really spot on to the character design for the film. So it, it worked. It's just the articulation's awful, and that really limited the quality of what this figure could have been. Yeah. Um, they also, fun fact, ended up recycling most of this awfully articulated figure. Huh. Um, I think the only thing they changed was the gloves and the boots. Uh, and they re-sculpted over the chest. They gave him a flak jacket over it. And they reused most of this sculpt for the Red Skull in Marvel Legends Series 5, which was like a super hard-to-find chase figure. So like okay. very few people noticed that they mm. did that. Um, but like they mostly recycled almost this whole figure sculpt for that figure. Um, but he is – he's awful. And I love him for all of his awfulness because it's one of those things where – the figure, it looks great, but it's kind of awful, and that's so perfectly fitting considering the movie it's from. Yeah. So it's like sense. it looks kind of great, but it's not great. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's fitting. It's a fitting figure for the movie it exists for is how I put it. So that's that's why I brought him in today to talk about. All right. Well, that makes total sense. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we kind of teased it already. Our main focus today yeah. is actor likeness. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to kind of start out with like – in the early days of toys, I feel like for the most part, actor likeness wasn't real important. It wasn't. Uh, like if you look at the vintage Star Wars line, which is kind of like the flagship of collectible toys, right? Absolutely. It was it started the whole trend. Yeah. 
the the Luke Skywalker figure doesn't look like Mark Hamill. The, no, the Han Solo figure had two different heads, and either one of them looks like Harrison Ford. Yeah, you know, they they weren't worried about it. No, because kids just use it as an avatar. They look at it and they go, "Yep, that's Luke." Blonde kid in the you know little robe. He's fine. Right. <laughs> now I remember as a kid very distinctly thinking that the Jedi Luke looked so much more like Luke Skywalker, and it still doesn't really look like him. But it at least had like blonde hair color and yeah. sort of better details like yeah as time went on they figured out they sculpting. they figured out sculpting yes uh, you know i don't think they ever made a, a really good han solo head in that line though like no. they got a little bit better but none of them really looked like harrison ford yeah. and i don't even know if they they really tried and it, it was something that never really dawned on me as far as like they're not even trying or the, or, <laughs> or that this would make it better but when the uh, Galoob Men in Black toy line came out, it was getting advertised on TV. And I don't remember if it was like Good Morning America or something like that. There was some TV show mm-hmm. where a reporter was talking to somebody about this toy line. And I don't think it was like a holiday special. Like, you know, sometimes they'll have bring people on to talk sure. about toys. But anyway, the person was talking about how... Um, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details they didn't see the line being as collectible because it didn't have the likeness of the actors. None of it. And no. it was the first time it dawned on me that, like, oh, sometimes they do make these toys look like characters and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. But the person specifically said, like, these toys don't look like no. Will Smith. Yeah. They they just look like a generic guy. Yeah. And so that kind of got that, that even thought process in my head as, a, like, a teenager. Probably around the time I sort of shifted from playing with toys to collecting toys. Um, and so it's been an interesting thing ever since to kind of look at and some lines are horrendous and some lines are pretty good yeah i mean i've got um my laundry list of lines that i could just like rattle off uh that are just the worst likenesses i've ever seen in toy lines uh and then i brought a bunch of stuff from my personal collection to talk about just because some of it's some of it's really good and some of it's really bad and some of it's uh the evolution from good to bad or Mm. from bad to good rather uh where it shows you know where they started making an effort Right. I guess, um, like, to just start off really easy and light. Um, it's funny. I didn't bring Will Smith. I brought Jeff Goldblum from Independence Day. Uh, gotcha. But I've got a bunch of Jurassic Park stuff over here. And the Jurassic Park line was so hit or miss uh, with their stuff for either they really tried. Uh, like, for example, Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum, looks pretty spot on for a Jeff Goldblum action mm-hmm. figure from back in the 90s. It's great. But then you look at Muldoon. Uh, who looks absolutely nothing like um, Bob Peck. Right. Uh, whereas you can see the modern version of him, like literally standing behind him. They don't even look like the same figure beyond that they're both wearing shorts and a vest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then we've got Wayne Knight's Dennis Nedry, who one of the most famous toys. This for is this. one of the most famous uh, likeness things where he, I can't really figure out who he looks like. Actually, he looks maybe like Jason Alexander in a wig um, <laughs> and his arms like pop right off, which isn't even something that happens to him in the movie. But for some reason, the action figure got that action feature um, versus like Wayne Knight, what he actually looks like, uh, which is the figure behind him. It's just like such a huge they didn't even get the hair color right. And you, you run into the issue on, on a toy line like that based on a movie. Sometimes they don't have all the casting done. And so they're, yeah. they're rushing. So. Was Jeff Goldblum attached to the movie earlier than some of the other actors, and so they had reference? Yeah. It's hard to say. But I, at the end of the day, you could always swap a head sculpt out, though, you, before, produ- it's before it goes am- into production. It's almost amazing they don't sculpt all the bodies and wait on the heads to the last yeah. minute. Because, like, the bodies, it's like the worst you have is, like, oh, it might need to be taller. Like, right. Like, and, and even then, and it's most, like— And most toy lines for kids— their uniforms scale anyway. Like yeah. they don't really make tall and short characters. Unless it's the kid. Unless it's a kid. Yeah. Um, so, so if they tool up the bodies and they usually have costume sketches and, yeah. and like wardrobe gets done very early. Yeah, absolutely. So that part seems easy, but yeah, they, that, that Jurassic Park line, none of those characters other than maybe the Jeff Goldblum really look and that great. That really carried over into the lost world also, which is the, obviously the sequel to Jurassic Park. Right. Um, and they haven't made a lot of modern era, uh, updated versions of these characters okay. from the lost world so it's harder to point to them and say like oh look at the difference but like uh i know peter ludlow and dieter stark looks nothing like either of their characters like if you uh just look at the actor versus the character i mean this is this character looks like generic arnold schwarzenegger and this is supposed to be peter stormare who is a very distinct looking man um and i love him. he's one of my favorite character actors but like this looks nothing like peter stormare um and even uh nick van owen who was um God, what's it? What is his name? Uh, Vince Vaughn. Oh yeah, Vince Vaughn played Nick Van Owen in the movie, and the first figure they put out is this really generic-looking dude in shorts and a hat and bright yellow and nothing like Vince Vaughn whatsoever. In the same toy line, later in the line, they released an updated Nick Van Owen that actually does look a lot more like Vince Vaughn comparatively. Okay, it's not quite right, but it actually like if you had to, there's an attempt. If you look between the two of them, you can see where the effort was made to make it at least try and look like Vince Vaughn, and that's in the same line. Like it's not even like it was made much later. It was like six months later they released um, the High Hide playset. Okay, it came out with Wave Two of the line. And in Wave 2, we got the updated version of him. And then it actually released another Nick Van Owen that I don't have uh, in the final wave that's really hard to find that looks, like, spot on. Like, I think he recycled this head sculpt, put it on a new body that actually okay. looks like the clothes he's wearing. Um, but it's really hard to find. Um, it's in, one of, like, two figures I'm missing from that line. This is sort of the era when collecting, like, movie lines maybe – starts to catch on starts to get a little traction so i don't know if it was just the mindset of like well the kids aren't going to care because the kids don't know who the actors are yeah but it is weird when you're like this doesn't look anything like the character at all yeah like i i know um i didn't bring him but like eddie carr is another one where he looks kind of like um he looks like alan grant like he looks mm. like Alan Grant in like a jumpsuit as an action figure. Okay. But it's Richard Schiff. It's a completely different actor who looks nothing like that. <laughs> but the figure looks exactly like it's like Alan. You could very easily mistake that as Alan Grant. Okay. He just looks like slightly shorter and like a little more stocky. Mm. Um, and it just always blew my mind that like the very minimal effort that went into making these characters look anything like them until the later waves. And even in the later waves, like I said, they have the updated uh, Nick Van Owen. They had Sarah Harding, who looked very, very 
like I didn't bring her, but she looked great for that line um, and looked like uh, Julianne Moore. Okay. And that was great. She looked spot on. But in that exact same wave is this Peter Ludlow figure who looks nothing like I can't remember the actor's name for the life of me. It's the only movie I know him from. Okay. Um, so I apologize to all the viewers out there for me not having this carnal knowledge. Uh, but it's one of those things where they just had all these other characters where they were clearly trying and they had him and they had his, his friend, not his friend, his, one of his worker guys, uh, Ajay, um, was in that line. Okay. And he's in the movie for like a bit. He's like Roland Tembo's sidekick guy. Um, but he looked nothing like him in the Mm. toys. Uh, it's just weird to me that they did that. Uh, and that's why I brought all this Jurassic Park stuff to talk about. Uh, and I brought, like I said, Jeff Goldblum from Independence Day just to show the sort of evolution of Jeff's yeah, and, that, um, and that's a pretty decent likeness. He's got a, a more muscular build because action figures, they tend to bulk yeah, people up. But, but he's not, like, drastically removed from that one. Like, he came right. out, I want to say, two, three years later than Jurassic Park. So that's 96 for Independence okay. Day. So it's not, like, a hugely removed amount of time between them for sculpts. Right. So it's, I mean, different companies, but it's still uh, just nuts how much better one can look than the other. Yeah. Um, And like I said, I brought... Lots of stuff to talk about, so I don't want to... That's okay. I mean, you, yeah, you definitely had a ton <laughs> of figures. Um, one of the things I brought with me is some of the Mattel Ghostbuster figures. I love those. And these were were some pretty fun figures. And I know that, um, you know, there's stories out there that Bill Murray was really hard to nail down the head sculpt on. Absolutely. He kept denying. And these were sculpted by the Four Horsemen, who do mm. incredible work. Absolutely. I'm sure all four of the heads that they sculpted were good. <laughs> but he kept shooting them down. And I think in some ways, Bill Murray just likes to say no to things. But they uh, supposedly, people from Mattel caught him on a golf course with a bunch of like free Ghostbuster merchandise and finally got him to sign off on one of the heads. <laughs> um, and I think that, really, I think that Dan Aykroyd head is probably the least like the actor in that line. It, uh, it's a little yeah. bit, a little bit off. I don't know what it is exactly. It looks too The forehead's too a little funny. And yeah, it's a little too forehead's thin. a little too tall. It just sort of seems like the head should be bigger. Like, it doesn't look to scale. Yes, and that's kind of kind of where I agree with you on that, because it's like they all use basically the same body. Absolutely. And he's the huskiest character, but he's got sort of the thinnest face. Yeah, I think the only one who got anything different was uh, Bankman has different... Yeah, they have the, the different the, the legs, the different legs the but the torsos are all the same. They yeah. have different hands uh, to have the gloves and, and things. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, the Bill Murray one looks great, and I'm yeah. sure all the other ones looked fine. And so it's interesting that he gave them the trouble. But really, Aykroyd I think probably signed off on the first one. Right. He was like, yep, that's good. <laughs> he just wants everything Ghostbusters. I, I love Ghost. I love Ghostbusters. It's great. But, like, I especially love how passionate Dan Aykroyd is still to this day yes. about Ghostbusters. And it still breaks my heart they didn't get – I mean, obviously, they've made the, pro, the the Ghostbusters 3 movie that they wanted to make now. Mm-hmm. But, like, it still breaks my heart that they didn't ever get to make the one they wanted to make, like, 15 years ago right. when Harold Ramis was still with us. Because um, I know they had some stuff planned for that, and they wanted to do and Murray kept saying no. Right. Uh, which is unfortunate because Bill Murray's very talented, but, like, he drug his feet a little too long on that one. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they were able to get him back for the new one, but it's – you know, it's a, 15 years too late, Yeah, you know, um, not to, you know, keep putting a damper on things. So I just want to move right along to uh, other fun stuff I brought. 
Um, I know, see I'm, a couple Transformers there. Yeah, so I wanted which to point is out, odd because it's not actors, not there. actor likenesses. But I just wanted to point out the differences, like, like you said, between the '90s even mm. and now. So I brought from Beast Wars, which is my personal favorite era of Transformers because I'm a '90s kid. Yeah. Um, I brought Black Arachnia, my original one, which has seen better days. I know she's missing all most of her missile legs, which I have them, but I didn't have time to dig for them to bring them today. Uh, and also, I didn't want to risk losing them by mm. bringing them today. Uh, so, uh, Black Arachnia from the original Beast Wars toy line versus Black Arachnia from the current Transformers Kingdom toy line, which is the same character based on the original Beast Wars design. But, like, if you look at the original one from the 90s, which was was out on the market, that was the only regularly released Black Arachnia. It kind of has until, a, a Scorponox color scheme to it. Yeah, and then versus what Black Arachnia actually looked like on the show, which is the modern release that's made to be character accurate to the yeah. series. So, like, just the staunch level of difference between the effort put into making it and look anything like the character versus now... I, and that's sort of a common thing, especially with those, like, especially G1 yeah. Transformers. Yeah. You know, they, they would come up with designs that were easy to animate and yeah. and had sort of, like, faces that could emote to some degree versus, yeah. like, some of those G1 Transformers like Ratchet and Ironhide. That, yeah. It's just that little face inside the windshield. So, they, you know, they, they really don't look anything like the toy. Yeah. Um, really, the cartoon design is almost more interesting, yeah. because they sort of humanized them a little bit more. Yeah, and and we see that with other toy lines too. You know, Masters yeah. of the Universe didn't really fit the model of the filmation, but again, they, they're simplifying things, trying to be able to flip the animation cells around and things yeah. like that. So, Man at Arms has armor on both sides instead of just the one. You know, little yeah. little things like that. But it is fun that nowadays we're getting those like screen accurate toys yeah and that's like to me it just made such a difference because like i know the original black arachnia is literally just a repainted version of tarantulas mm. and it's supposed to be that way because if you like look at her she's got the black arachnia head but then it folds down and you've got the tarantulas head is also still there okay um just because it's it's literally just made to be that way each beast wars figure back in the day had two different head variants uh based on how you had the head transformed essentially okay um, so you could have it be one way or the other. And that was how they got around for recycling molds a lot. Mm. They would use one head for one character and one head for the other and then just not acknowledge the other head hmm. regarding which form it was. But the only way to really tell the difference between Black Arachnia and Tarantulas was the paint colors. Okay. Um, which is actually funny. They released uh, in a multi-pack at Target this year this Black Arachnia figure in this paint scheme as like a nod oh, to, okay. the, That's to the cool. old one. Which is neat. But like it's just such a – like again, it's a character likeness rather than an actor likeness. Yeah. Um, just to show the huge difference between then and now and the amount of effort that was put into making them actually look like what they're supposed to be. Um, and it's not always been bad. Um, like one example I brought to talk about was Bill and Ted okay. over here. So I've got my vintage Bill and Ted figures from the original movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they were supposed to tie into the cartoon show yeah. at the time. And I don't have any of their accessories um, I bought them at a yard sale for like 50 cents or something. So I, I was also like, have them without their guitars. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to leave them. Like, right. uh, so I have those, um, one day I'm going to hunt down the rest of the band, which is like, they have like Genghis Khan with drums and mm -hmm. like Abe Lincoln with a keytar. And, and it's the, just the Grim Reaper is on. Yeah. Grim Reaper is on bass, which yep. is great. Um, even though he looks nothing like the movie version of Grim Reaper, he just looks like an actual skeleton, right. which is like more fun kind of for sure. Very. And like, it's funny. I have the Grim Reaper for like the, the larger NECA versions that I've got back here for the retro eight inch. I've got, um, they released the Grim Reaper and Rufus. Okay. Uh, so I've got those. But uh, I just wanted to say, like, 
the little old ones, the vintage ones, look pretty accurate for yeah. what they're supposed to be. They, they look like Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. The newer versions look like Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. So it's like there's not a lot of anything lost there over the, the years of that. Yeah. And I feel like it's just, um, it's good to see that it's not always been bad. Right. It's just like really depends on who put in effort and who didn't to try and make things look like the things are supposed to be. Uh, and even more modern stuff doesn't always look great. Um, like I've got, I mean, NECA has come a long way over yeah. the years. Like I know they just did the, the Bill and Ted not that long ago. Um, but I brought one of their earlier NECA releases, which is Bruce Willis from Die Hard. It's the only John McClane figure that's ever been made that wasn't like a stylized minifigure. Okay. Um, Cause I know they've made uh Funko pop and they've made yeah. like, I think Kubrick did it. Um, okay back in the day but this is the only action figure of john mcclain that hmm. exists that i am aware of anyway okay uh, and it has this really awful it looks like he's wearing eyeliner or something like you can't really let's just show you get close up it, on that it, it is hard with painting trying to get that slight color variations around people's eyes or around mm-hmm. people's mouths a lot of times toys end up looking like they're wearing lipstick and things like that yeah. it's a real tough yeah it, it's such a minute space and color difference on a real person yeah and toys don't get the same kind of shadow so when they try yeah. and insinuate that it sometimes comes out really awkward it's the head sculpt itself it doesn't look like terrible like you can look at it and say okay john mcclain but like it doesn't look very much like bruce willis it looks like someone is bruce it looks like someone's john mcclain for halloween mm. is the way, yeah. good way to put it it doesn't look quite like bruce willis but it's not like it's a stunt double it's a stunt double that's it that's exactly it. So that's, that's st- the action figure of his stunt double is more <laughs> accurate than actually saying it's John McClane. Because this is a figure that's only like 10 years, maybe a little older than that, maybe a little older than 10 years. It was like mid-2000s. Okay. Um, so it was before NECA got articulated with everything. Right. When but, sort of like the early McFarlane stuff, you know, yes. the, the slightly articulated statues. But like early McFarlane stuff even, I didn't. I almost brought some. But okay. they had a lot of stuff where they looked spot yes. on. Like the early waves of movie maniacs were mm-hmm. some of the most impressive figures of their time because they all looked spot on. Even the ones that weren't horror figures, like that Shaft figure looks just like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Norman Bates, like Freddy Krueger, like all of those looked spot on like who they're supposed to look like. Uh, like that Tony Todd Candyman figure is beautiful to this day. Uh, still one of the best representations of that character. Uh, it, and it's just insane to me that like that existed in the 90s versus like that came out like the same year like this Jeff Goldblum came out. Right. And right. it's just like such a staunch difference. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a difference in, like, the target audience, so the the makers are thinking in a different headspace. You know, like, a NECA and McFarlane were always targeting the adult audience, whereas Galoob and Kenner and these yeah, other people, they're targeting fair. kids, so they, they maybe were always like, that's ah, good enough, you know? Yeah. I like, there's some toys that are just like, eh, it's good enough, like... I'll, I'll point out this guy, I brought him just because I like the character design, um, and he looks... Not terribly off, but like this is a kid friendly figure of Matt LeBlanc from Lost in Space. Okay. Um, from 1998, which I always loved this helmet. It was like the coolest thing in the world when I was a kid. I was like 10 when this movie came out. Um, but he was a fun little figure. The articulation on him is not great, but the likeness <laughs> isn't terrible. It looks kind of like it's not terrible. It's recognizably Matt LeBlanc. Like I'd, be, I'd believe that. Okay. Um, compared to like the other figures in that line that were a, a lot less recognizable. Uh, even though they only made half the cast. See, you give them the helmet, you'd never know. It doesn't matter. That's actually one of the other things I wanted to bring up that I love um, when toy lines do it. And I I specifically, 
um, was thinking about this with this figure is one of the reasons I brought it up is a lot of the times if they don't have the likeness rights or they're trying to work around it, they'll just slap a helmet on someone. Yes. Um, so well, I think that's why Dennis Nedry wears the big sunglasses absolutely. and, you know, but like, for example, um, in a more recent example, they did uh, Captain Marvel in 2019. The big villain, Jan Rog, okay. uh, was Jude Law. Great figure, uh, but they didn't give him an unmasked head. They only gave him the mask that he literally never wears in the movie. Mm. But he's got a whole face covering mask on because they didn't get the likeness rights for Jude Law. They, NECA was having a problem with the guy that played Casey Jones. And yeah. they were doing the figures with the mask on. I think they finally well, he, got it now. They did get him. No, he. Um, I remember with him, he was fine with it. They just didn't offer him enough i guess or something yeah there was just, but they had some issue and so was, at first there was an issue but at first casey was just with the mask and now yeah, now they were able they to finally do got yeah. the actual mask and they, NECA has a lot of um likeness rights issues because they try to get them so spot on so there's like so many figures that they've tried to do over the years like there are certain lines that are held up indefinitely because of likeness rights like mm. i know uh one of the big ones that people have been begging 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 NECA to do uh has been the rest of the predator cast okay and they've managed to squeak out shane black um and they did obviously they've done a bunch of versions of dutch right um but they can't get the likeness rights for uh car weathers and they can't get the likeness rights for i think bill duke um so they haven't bothered to do anybody else yeah uh which is unfortunate because like i'm sure jesse ventura would sign his rights over and it's almost amazing to me, especially on uh, uh, people that I, I mean, I hate to be like like washed up actors, but like people that are not actively working in Hollywood. Yeah, it's amazing to me that they aren't willing to cash that check. Well, what gets me is like Carl Weathers has a bunch of figures out there because certain contracts come with certain yes certain things. Like um, the Rocky contract comes with his likeness rights. Right. So like every the NECA's made plenty of Apollo Creeds, but they aren't allowed to make um, his character from Predator. Right, which sucks because yes. it's like. It's there. Like, Dylan is, like, one of those iconic characters from yeah. that movie. And I, I wish we could get Dylan, but we can't because he won't give his likeness rights to them for it. So odd. Um, which is weird because that's, like, his, one of his most iconic roles. Yes. And that's the um, other thing. I could see it if it was a movie that you were not a, proud to be associated yeah. with. Being like, no, I wish people would stop talking about it. Yeah. You can't do my figure. But, like... As far as I know, he's very proud of Predator. Predators, Everyone yeah. loves the movie. I mean, yeah. and it's probably one of the things he's most famous for besides yeah. Rocky. You know, yeah, what I mean? now Star Wars because he's a Mandalorian. Yes, but even even that's like not as that role isn't as big as like Predator. He's the number two guy in Predator. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's it just sucks that he won't let them do the rights. The only company that's managed. It's funny because I brought them up before. The only company that's managed to make the whole gang from Predator is uh, Diamond Select for Minimates mm. uh, because they're so stylized yeah, they don't have, that they, they don't, can, don't have to worry about the likeness rights for the Minimates. Right. So they're able to do every character. They're the only ones who've done it. They did that and they did uh, Aliens. They were the first people to do a Newt figure. Okay. Um, everyone credited NECA for that because of the Newt action figure, but technically the Minimate was out a good two years before, hmm. um, which is always fun. And another one that, um, again, they used the helmet for was uh, Star-Lord for the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Okay. Um, before, they they used a lot of concept art for the toys for that one. So that's why you notice almost every figure for the first movie had him in the long trench coat because that was all the concept art. Yeah. And he wore it for like 10 minutes in the movie. Yeah. And then he wore the short jacket and everyone was like, crap. All right. Um, but then uh, they didn't have his helmet off in any of the concept art. So they just had the helmet on almost every action figure other than one really 
poorly sculpted, not mm. quite accurate at all looking Chris Pratt head okay. for the first movie. Yeah. And I mean, if you're working on it and you haven't seen the movie, which yeah. is obviously the situation of the toy companies, yeah, yeah. they have no idea whether he wears the mask 90% of the times yeah. or 15% of the time. Yeah. So it's like, so oh, it's, if all the artwork shows it on. Yeah. And then they come here on the helmet's cool on that particular situation. Mm-hmm. But like, it was just not, funny that like so much of it was just like, well, he's wearing the helmet and the toy because that's how we made it. It's not really his signature look in that movie. It's not. Yeah. And it's just like one of those things where they, they wear it a lot. Um, and then uh, one of the things I do want to bring up also is sneaky workarounds that some toy companies come okay. up with besides that. So this is one of my favorite recent ones because it's one that a lot of people, it's not an official thing, but I brought it just because I love talking about it because it's so close. So when Spider-Man um, Far From Home came out, not the new one, but the one before the new one with yeah, Mysterio. Yeah. Right. Um, they released a Mysterio action figure for the Marvel Legends line, but they didn't give an unmasked uh, head sculpt. Okay. That character is unmasked. He only wears that bubble dome helmet for like less than 10 minutes of screen time. Right. He's almost always unmasked on screen. You're looking at Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. They didn't get the likeness rights. But then last year, they squeaked out this really generic figure of Breaker in the G.I. Joe classified line. Right. That happens to look like suspiciously like Jake Gyllenhaal with a beard as Mysterio. Mm. So I think they recycled an unapproved head sculpt. Personally, it's a theory of mine. That's kind of but an like, interesting idea. If you look at the the Mysterio figure with the breaker head on it, it's pretty distinctly like that's very it looks much really good. It's yeah. spot on. Um, and like I brought the actual breaker figure because he clearanced out already. Yeah. Um, so I like, have spares floating around, but like. It's one of those things where it's it's always funny to me to see like toy companies like sort of finding a way. Yeah. Um, and I'm really hoping they continue to do that with the classified line. Just it's like great these characters are supposed to be you know, they're based on the comics, so you can look right. kind of like an actor if they wanted to. Yeah. And it's it's a fun way to sort of squeak out the unused head sculpts from previous things that weren't allowed to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always fun. Uh Speaking of Hasbro revisiting things, okay. this actually came in the mail right before I left here to, for here today to come film. Uh, I've got Jin Erso here from Star Wars Rogue One, which is a, uh, the prequel to the original trilogy and the sequel to the prequel trilogy. Right. That's um, sort of swedged in the middle movie. It's the sequel to the prequel. Uh, and it's the movie that bridges them really closely, and it takes place in literally moments before the original Star Wars film. Um, and when the figures came out for that movie, the head sculpts were awful all around. Um, so much so that they are still in certain stores. Like, I know I've seen the original Jin Erso figure as recently as last year at Target. Okay. And I still see her at Walgreens regularly because some stores just didn't clearance them out and they're just still there. Yeah, Walgreens is really bad about dumping product. They just, yeah, they'll just really let are. it rot. They'll just let it rot. And they've got, they've still got a lot of Rogue One stuff from like 2016. Yeah. Uh, so it's just still there. Five years later, six years later now. Um, and they recently said, you know what? We're really sorry for the awful head sculpts. They didn't say it so much as they just said, well, we're going to redo Rogue One. And okay. they went back and they re-released the entire line with movie accurate actor likenesses. It's interesting that retail was willing to accept that. Yeah, I was because Because Rogue One didn't, didn't necessarily did do that well. So like, that's very interesting. The movie did well. The toys did not. Right. So like... I know certain characters like K2SO is going to sell, like the robot. Because he's going to sell. Looks good he no looks matter cool. what. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the fact that anyone was cons- willing to say, let's make a new Jin Erso figure, right. blew my mind because she, again, is still on shelves. Like, she's still at five below if you look mm-hmm. at the right ones. 
Um, and they redid the whole team. The only one they didn't do is um, Ben Mendelsohn's uh, Krennic, the villain. Oh, okay. But he actually looked pretty good in the first batch. So, okay. like, he's, like, one of the only ones they got right. They must have decided, yeah, he was good enough. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Uh, but the, the new ones all have the 3D scan, like, realistic likenesses. So they redid her, they redid Cassian Andor, and they re- I think they redid... Um, uh, Baze Malbus and Chirrut Imwe. I'm wondering if the fact that they're going to do that Cassian show is what gave them the leeway to do this, to bring I those think back. maybe, it's like, because it's a way to get the Cassian figure in shelves now. Right. Because, um, like, I think the only ones I'm still waiting on in the mail are Cassian and uh, Baze. Uh, yeah, Baze is the other one I'm okay. waiting on. Um, but they also did um, Bodhi Rook, who didn't get made the first time around. Oh, okay. He's the only one left out the first time because it is figured they squeezed him into a later wave that never got made. Yeah. Um, but it's just like insane to me the the level of difference between how good this new one looks compared to the potato faced old one, mm-hmm. um, which just was such an awful sculpt with terrible paint apps. Uh, and it just it sat. There's a reason it sat on shelves for years and years. Yeah. Um, and it's just I really love how much they really tried to redeem the earlier wave by redoing it properly. I, I do like it when toy lines are able to fix, you know, mistakes from the past and things yeah, like that. It's just nice to have that as an option. Um speaking of I know I, I know you've got Yeah, I have a, a throwback to an to an old episode of Peg Warmers <laughs> here. Yeah. Um our friends Penelope and Justin from Farpoint Toys brought a whole wave of Mission Impossible figures with them one time. And this Ethan Hunt figure really looks nothing like Tom Cruise. I mean, Tom Cruise is one of the more generic-looking people on the planet. He just Mm -hmm. is kind of a good-looking, square-jawed guy. Sure. But this figure doesn't have his likeness at all. Yeah. Um, And they, they made three different... Ethan Hunt figures in the line. Ironically made out of the same plastic as the real Tom Cruise. Mm. (laughs) So each one of these figures came in costumes he doesn't wear in the movie, look nothing like him, and then came with a disguise he doesn't wear in the movie. Absolutely. But yet these are Mission Impossible toys. I remember finding that whole line, because there's only three figures and they're all Ethan Hunt. Right. I found that whole line, and I say the whole line, I mean like I found like 60 of them. Mm. 60 of sets of the whole line at uh like a goodwill once okay like somebody clearly just wanted them out of their store or their house right but there was like you know the tie you go to goodwill sometimes there's those little baskets on top of the clothing racks it was like three aisles of clothing racks of just ethan hunt figures stockpiled on top there and they were like a dollar and nobody wanted nobody wants them um and it's just Tom Cruise is notorious about his likeness. Yes, and uh, I don't know if it was because of this figure. It's not. It was okay. before this. It okay. was. Um, I don't know the exact reason. He's just really weird about being things being made of his likeness. Yes, which is weird because you're an actor. Your film, your face is printed all over the place. Right. But when it comes to th- like physical representations, he doesn't want them. So like um, a couple years ago for the Mummy 2017. Yes. I don't know if you know specifically what I'm getting. They, at, but the, they pulled that. They pop. pulled the. They had a Funko Pop of his character. Um, and it got so far as it was hitting stores and they recalled it because he threatened to sue them. Right. It's in his contract. It's they in his contract. They couldn't do it. So they released the figure of the mummy still. They had like two different versions of the mummy and they had his figure slapped all over the back of the box. And some of them managed to squeak out because again, they were hitting stores already, but then they were just gone. Yeah. They, they, they all got recalled and they're probably in a ditch somewhere or a vault or something. But like, that's one of the more expensive Funko pops because not very many made it into the wild. Yeah. Um, because of his weird issue with likeness rights, uh, which is why you don't get figures for any of his other movies. 
Yeah, and it, it's so interesting because he is like a franchise movie guy. Yeah. And franchises are made for merchandising. Yeah. Like, it's so counterintuitive. That's why we still don't have anything from Top Gun. Right. We got the jet. Yeah, there's the, um, and there's super the Transformer generic, one. Super generic sh- Lanard Top Gun yeah, toys. Yeah. Again, it's a guy in a helmet. doesn't even really look like yeah. Maverick's flight suit, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it's just it just blows my mind that, like, you're going to sign on to all of these massive projects that are, like, huge money makers, and you're just going to be like, I don't want any toys made of me. I don't want to be on people's shelves. I don't want to have people holding, playing with toys of me and having like, this little avatar of myself. Like, it's just weird. I remember Natalie Portman being quoted in an article uh, around episode one that mm-hmm. she – she uh, was a little bit uncomfortable with the idea of being an action figure. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe don't pick to be in Star Wars. Yeah, then. like, why would you be in Star Wars with that? Like, you know what this is before you signed on to it. It's not like it was Star Wars was a new thing. Right. It's like Star Wars and, like, the the, the wave around it of collectibles has is, been around a long thing. time. Yes, Star Wars. It's been around longer than she has. Yes. And it's, it's just baffling that someone would sign on to a project like that and just want nothing to do with that part of it. It's just... So with all basic modern franchises nowadays, they they 3D scan everybody. It's just mm-hmm. part of the requirement. The, the yep. Marvel actors, it's just in their contract that they have to be ready Most to go them, yeah. to yeah to to be ready to go to um, Hasbro to be scanned or whatever. And it's so interesting because a lot of these toy lines though stretch such a long period of time that uh, to use like another Hasbro thing as as an example with like the Lightning Collection for Power Rangers. Oh yeah, they all have. The unhelmeted heads mm. and the current, like every time there's a current team, they're scanning those people now. Absolutely, but they've got to try and recreate those heads on the older ones, and you see it. Like the the Mighty Morphin ones are never as good as like the current team. Yeah, absolutely. And like some of them, they get right on. Like they've had some really good Tommy heads. Yeah, and then there's other ones. Uh, some of the Adam from the the second season. Yeah, no, he's my third favorite, season is actually, not quite so. as not quite right. Uh, my favorite one to, to laugh at is they they did. Um, Rocky from Power Rangers Zio. Yeah. And his head sculpt looks awful. It is like so bad that I just skipped the figure. They did they did an awful unmasked head sculpt and they didn't include his weapons, which right. are coming packaged finally now with an army builder. Um, with the cogs that are going to be single releases. Mm. Um, they're finally figured out how to get his weapons out into the people's hands because people are still pissed off about it. Yeah, I, that's an interesting thing with toy lines. I, I mean, I, I've sort of was on this point before and kind of we the conversation flowed, but like um, most Master Universe classics would do that. They would put out accessories or alternate heads with other figures later, and I do like that for yeah. the long term collectors. It's definitely weird though as a kid if yeah. you get like armor pieces or weapons that don't really match up with that guy. It's kind of <laughs> kind of odd. Like I don't know what a kid would would think those guns go to if they yeah. got the cog. Like wait, what? But yeah, yeah. At least for the collectors, it's nice that they get it out there eventually. Yeah, I and mean, honestly, I can't imagine very many children are buying cog figures from Power Rangers Zio at this point in time. I, but it's I don't know. I mean, Lightning Collection has to be it's has selling, to have a certain amount that's going to kids. I, maybe. But I, I just don't see a lot of kids jumping onto the the classic vintage Power Rangers trend. Yeah. It's like very much targeted at the adult collectors who grew up on it mm-hmm. and who have money now. Yes. Because um, that's 100% who's buying that stuff. I mean, you literally talked about Pudgy Pig right. like today. So it's, um, it's one of those things where there's just so much out there uh, that it's hard to get the head sculpts right on um, for the longest time. Now that they can scan the heads of people. It's much easier to get them uh, and actually have them look accurate. Like yes. I said, with Jin Erso here or uh, not Jake Gyllenhaal. 
And um, like I've got this isn't this was actually sculpted, but I brought him just because I really love how close it looks like Chris Pine. Mm. Uh, this is from Diamond Select Star Trek line. Okay, um, and it's for the the modern Star Trek with the reboot of the franchise. They only made two figures from the current generation of Star Wars films, but they made Kirk and Spock, and they both look fantastic. Um, and I it sucks because I I don't think they sold well enough to warrant continuing that line for now. Uh, unless they do another movie, which has been rumored for a while. It's tough. If those movies don't continue, it's yeah. hard to merchandise stuff once the, the movies yeah. or the, the, the... Once the movies go, the merch, merch has to die down usually. Yeah. So it's unfortunate because the two figures they'd released for these movies came out after the third movie had come out. So they were a little behind on that one anyway. But then they, they're they beautiful figures. Mm. Like as a Star Trek guy, I'm not like a huge Trek guy, but I really like... Uh, how well those came out they're well articulated the sculpts both look spot on for the actors um and this is just one of those ones where it's impressive to me because this isn't a scam this is an actual sculpt that somebody made i didn't even think to bring like game of thrones stuff with me but i have a bunch of the the funko uh, the funko ones and like i want the hound figure because i like the hound as a character same but the figure looks terrible so i have passed every time i see it somewhere i'm like yes i'm gonna get him and then i look at him and i'm like "Ah, never mind yeah but the the mcfarlane ones that they did at season eight look so good and they only made like one wave they because it was doomed like the show was done and also the last season was not popular so it kind of was a shame because i'm sure mcfarlane paid a lot for that franchise and I, it, it could have been cool. So McFarlane is, it's weird. Cause like, I'm excited to see how much and how well they've done with DC so far. Cause they've clearly went all in on DC. Yes, for sure. But like, there's a period right before they got DC where they snatched up a bunch of big licenses and did nothing with them. Mm. They bought, uh, in like a one year span, like the year before they got DC, they had game of Thrones for like one wave. Yeah. They had star Trek. They did two waves of two figures each. Um, they had Harry Potter. They did one wave. Yeah. Uh, they had Bethesda. They did a couple figures for Doom. They did a dragon from Skyrim. Okay. And that's it. Hmm. And like they had like, just a bunch of these big licenses. They had Labyrinth where they made Jareth and that's it. Yeah. Which sucks because like you've got Ludo and like Hoggle and all these other great, like beautiful looking characters that would make interesting figures. Uh, and they just didn't do it. They just like sort of got these licenses and then just didn't do anything with them. And yeah. it's unfortunate, especially with like something like Star Trek, which is like the audience is there and they're ready for, sure. for it. Um, I know Playmates recently reacquired the license. So yes, I'm excited, I'm excited to see what they do. I wonder what what's going to happen with all that because they have such a long history with that brand mm-hmm. and they could continue that. Yeah. Because it's nostalgic, but mm-hmm. they could also just go with a nice modern start over fresh and resell yeah. you all the characters. And well, I know they're going to be doing stuff based on the current Star Trek stuff. So right. they're working on like Enterprise and um, – what is a Picard and yeah. all that. So like they're doing stuff for that, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we expected that from McFarlane when McFarlane got the license, yeah. we expected that we expected this essentially, right. but diamond select was able to squeak this out, which they still have the license. I believe they just aren't actively doing much with it. Um, I know they're still working on a couple ships. Okay. Um, but like diamond select hasn't done a whole lot with star Trek recently. Like this is the last big star Trek release. I remember from them actually. And this is at least two years ago. Hmm. Um, and then I think, the only other thing that I have on the table to discuss is actually the figure that inspired this whole conversation because I bought this at RetroCon uh, like four years ago okay. at this point. And it's one of my favorite things that I own because of how awful it is. This is Brandon Fraser from The Mummy Returns. And, oh God, is he not going to stand up now? 
there he goes. He looks nothing like Brandon Fraser. He looks like <laughs> if Brandon Fraser had a stroke and his face wouldn't work on one side. Or it looks, I always joke, it looks kind of like Richard Grieco um, <laughs> trying to dress up as like for Halloween as Brendan Fraser. Even the body type doesn't the really body seem type right. doesn't fit right. He looks he's, really scrawny. He's, haunched, he's skinny. He's haunched over like yeah. permanently. His articulation's terrible. But like the head sculpt is really just bad. Really horrible. I know no, they did the, the Scorpion King, the rock uh, mm. in the same line. And it also looks bad, but like mm. not this bad. Like this is just like hilariously bad like i spent like i spent actual money on this this was like a 15 or 20 dollar figure and i refused to leave the table without it uh because of how terrible it is uh because i just i think i bought this the same day i bought that uh spicy meatball luke oh yeah i was just like on a such a roll i was like oh my god this is great i gotta have it <laughs> he is just so terrible his sword is like bent and it's like just permanently like that um he's got knives in these little holsters that are just permanently in there they're just sculpted into the holsters and he's just one of the worst figures i think i've ever seen or held or experienced and that's kind of why i love him though uh because even the hair doesn't look quite right like it just like swerves way way back in the back it's just it's so so bad <laughs> Which is what brought me to likeness rights. I just like I was trying to think of a good thing to bring in. And yeah, talk about. no, that's a it's and, a fun topic. Yeah, um, I would love to hear in the comments down below from you guys what are some of your favorite um, good or bad likeness rights. Oh, I even see you have a is that Dagobah Luke down there? I brought Dagobah Luke because uh, this is actually this is my first Luke Skywalker figure I ever owned. But like it looks like Luke Skywalker. Yes. To me. Even though this is the head from a Tatooine Luke, it's just recycled head. And they they did a couple different versions because I even remember when they kind of dipped back around and started redoing Tatooine Luke. Yeah. They put on the package like improved likeness or all new likeness or something like that. Yeah. Um, but that line, the characters looked pretty good. Yeah. With the exception of um, Leia. Leia. I was actually, I have it in my notes. I was going to bring up. Uh, <laughs> princess leia who looks oddly like um god the character from dodgeball i can't remember her name but oh. she has the leia buns okay so it's even funnier because she's got the giant unibrow which yes. the figure somehow had also um uh, and she just had this ridiculous gorilla face yeah it was a and really then, bad figure ironically when hasbro did the black series retro leia also gave it the big gorilla face and like they had to re-release leia again <laughs> in a different packaging and it'd be like we're sorry here's a better head like we're sorry we know what we did like and like part of me thinks the first one was done on purpose to like somebody reference. somebody inside was like we gotta do this for the fans. we gotta do this for the power of the force fans it'll be hilarious they'll love it and then you know <laughs> somebody got fired but it's like one of those things where it was like I, I appreciated it for what it was rather than what it is yeah um and it's just one of the things that people don't bring up i think people the star wars 90s line had a lot of good stuff going on and the sculpts yeah. were like the Han Solo looked like Han Solo. It did, and a lot of the other actors looked pretty close. Even though they buffed them all up, the faces looked pretty good. I really, actually, do love. I was, I, I couldn't find him. I don't think I still have that Luke. Mm. The ridiculously, yeah. I call him the poster Luke. Yes, because he's all super buff, and his chest is just bare and open and hairless, and it's just uh, this huge muscle bound farm boy. And I'm like, that's only ever Luke on the poster right. for the original Star Wars, where his sister's clutching his leg and like. You know, it's just not, it's not who Luke Skywalker is. It's never who he was. It's just the fanboy version of him. 
and that's that's poster Luke. Poster Luke. Uh, but this is Dagobah Luke, and this one I brought because I almost forgot to talk about him. Uh, because this was my first Star Wars figure, and I bought him because he looks like Luke Skywalker. He does not um, stand well, though. He does not stand well. Uh, but I, I remember I watched the f- Star Wars for the very first time, and immediately, like that day, I insisted we go to the toy store. Nice. And I went to the KB Toys, and uh, this was I was like nine. Okay. Um, so I went to KB Toys in franklin mills which is no mm. longer even it's a five below now and that's in that mall um in philadelphia mills they call right, it right right um and i bought having no idea who the character was the first figure i picked up was boba fett actually okay i just was like he looks neat he's got and a that's great like design. ironic considering he's that character that he's like up until recently he didn't ever do anything really he just right. looked cool and uh that was his claim to fame, and accurately that worked as a nine-year-old i was like he looks great i'm getting him and luke because i know who luke is right and that was that was my original Star Wars figures when I was a kid, uh, and I didn't bring these other ones, but I'd like to give an honorable mention to a few figure lines okay. that uh, <coughs> I couldn't bring here today. Uh, the Kenner Aliens line, uh, which were great figures, but look nothing like the cast, correct at all. Um, it's also an, a line for an R-rated movie for children. Yes, we did a whole episode with Tony from Hack the Movies. Yes. It's a it's a good it's a fun <laughs> line, and really based was going to be based on animation that just never happened. Yeah, but that's it. It, it didn't make any sense as a kid because I had no idea that I had that, all that was those the plan. toys, but it didn't make any sense. Yeah, and that was great about it though, a little bit. Like it feels more like when the Alien vs Predator arcade game came out, it made a little more sense. Yeah, you know. Uh, but it just a lot of it didn't. Um, I'd also love to shout out to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, uh, Hook, which is another one where yes. they only like Dustin Hoffman's Hook looks kind of like Dustin Hoffman's Hook, but no one else looked like their character. Can we jump back to Robin Hood for a second, though? Yes, I'm, I was getting they, there. They sculpted two Robin Hood heads. Yep. Like there was an original release, and then they decided we got to make it look more like Kevin Costner. But Alan Rickman, they were like, nope, the RoboCop villain is good enough. <laughs> Just paint a goatee on them. It's fine. It's so yep. interesting how within a line they could care and not care at the same time. Yeah, and like half the half those figures were just recycled old molds. Yes. Like even the, the forest place that was just the Ewok village. Right. And like it was just insane it, how half-assed that was. For the neck down, it's less important. Yeah. But like for the head, you do. You want it to look like the guy in the movie. Yeah, it's just it was they they only really cared about Kevin Costner because I'm yes. sure he's the only one who actually cared enough to be like I need to look like myself as a toy. Um and then he did it again with Waterworld. Um <laughs> which is another line I'm not going to touch on because it's not really uh that's a good for peg warming, but it's not yes. really good for uh likenesses because they didn't look that bad. Right. Um because they all looked crusty and old like everyone in the movie. Um and one more line I have to give a massive shout out to because they only made two figures in the whole line. Uh, and they are, I didn't, I had him and I don't think I still have him because I think one of my friends may have absconded with it. Okay. Um, World War Z mm. uh, was that zombie movie came yeah. out about 10 years ago at this point. With Brad um, Pitt. Brad Pitt. They made a z- generic zombie figure and they made Jerry Lane, who is Brad Pitt's character. And the action figure looks absolutely nothing like brad pitt he looks like like he's got like a generic side part haircut um and just like just disgruntled looking weird generic white guy face okay uh and just looks like the most generic civilian figure you could ever have but 90 percent of them have an eye that's looking the wrong way so like every single one of them is like over here and yeah. up here 
and it's I had him because I bought him specifically because it was so weird looking, uh, and also because I wanted the crowbar accessory for my Joker. Mm. Uh, but it's like it was just such an awful, awful figure, and the articulation was bad. The plastic was cheap. Everything about it was terrible. Not really a movie that you would expect to be merchandised. They were literally at Toys R Us until the end. Yeah, um, and it's. It's bad. They went down to like 90 cents and still weren't selling. So it was it was pretty rough. Hmm. But that was I think that's the last one I had to really give a shout out to. Well, those are some good those are some good <coughs> lines. Yeah, it, it's so odd that hook line too that like Robin Hood looks nothing like Robin Williams. Yeah, or Peter Pan. But yeah. Or yeah, so I meant yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Peter Pan looks nothing like Robin Williams at all. Uh, at all. And Smee didn't look like Smee. Yeah. The Lost Boys were vaguely reminiscent of each other, but the, like, I mean at least like the Rufio, okay, I could see him and 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 yeah, the hook was okay. Yeah. But yeah, most of them looked nothing pretty like, terrible. Ro- they made multiple Peter Pans for that line and none yeah. of them looked like Robin Williams even a little bit. Like he looked more like uh Kevin Costner from Robin Hood actually. Yeah. Oddly enough, which is makes sense that you yes. say it. <laughs> well, Robin Williams, Robin Hood, it, it's a slip of the tongue kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, way. I mean, they probably could have recycled those for that movie if they did the other way around. Prob- probably could have. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging on the peg with us. And Jordan, once again, thanks for coming on. Of course, I'm happy to be here. I'm always glad to be talking about toys. <laughs>